on last week's Irrevelations. As the Lord God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. I don't know. Do you have a kugelization on what it means to stretch yourself out over a child a couple of times? He's like, Lord, please. Like, why are you such an asshole? Hey, Elijah, is that you, you piece of shit? And then they're going to call out the name of their God, and I'll call it the name of my God, and we'll see who motherfucking shows up. And Elijah's like, get in the van. We're saving Israel. Before we turn to the word, I would like to say that I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. It's been one of the craziest weeks of the Trump presidency. It's, it's, I never thought we'd find a moment where I like, this sounds even crazier than normal. You know, yeah. Trump, Trump wants to go into Minneapolis and shoot some people. That's cool. Yeah. Agree. Uh, wants to shut down Twitter. Also cool. Nothing fascist about that. All this hallmarks okay. of a strong, sufficient democracy. Uh, I know normally we keep things pretty tongue-in-cheek here, and I don't like to break that wall. <laughs> but just so we're clear, because we're going to obviously make some jokes during this little opening season right. here. Uh, fuck, fuck the police, right? Can <laughs> yeah, we agree? yeah, totally. Let's totally, just totally. make sure. I want to make sure everyone understands that. That's where we're coming from. I'm not even sure what to tie it to anymore. It seems so like you'll, you'll just see the cops just walking around macing people. They just arrested someone from CNN. Like it seems so yeah. absurd. And yeah. I don't know if that's anything different or whatever. I mean, I, I think when you think about like Kent State and like Waco and stuff, it's not like a, it's not like abusing power is this new fantastical thing that we just invented. Sure, you know. I mean, obviously, what's helping here is catching it on video, right? We just had. Uh, Atlanta, you know, or wherever in Georgia it was, the Ahmad Highbury right, that th- was situation. Georgia. That was on video. That fucking riled people up. That wasn't police related, obviously, although it was because it was a fucking ex-cop. And then you had Brianna Taylor, I think is her name, who was mm. shot in her own home oh, on a no-knock raid. Right, on a no-knock raid. And then they charged the guy with like, yeah. like yeah, her assault boyfriend. on a police officer because he was defending himself. Yeah, Very oh, cool. Yeah. And, and then so there wasn't video footage of that, um, or I'm sure that would have also... Blow that, I mean, already in Louisville right now, there's riots because yeah. of that. Which fun. good, because that shit is fucking insane. It's Why the funny. fuck is a no-knock raid a thing? Just get them later. Jesus Christ. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know why the no-knock raid is a thing. Is there something that you, is the guy so dangerous that the only way you think you could safely get him with all your police forces and money and tanks and shit the only way you can do it is well let's get him while he's sleeping and make as much noise as possible <laughs> you know while right? we do and it. what was it like some like a drug charge or some shit right. like fucking yeah. get the fuck out of here yeah. dude. it's um, I, I don't know i i think i remember it i don't know if public perception has changed it seemed it seems like it has always been a thing but maybe just now more than ever there's a wokeness to it because I remember yeah. um, me and my girlfriend got in an argument a long, long time ago. Because I've always been anti-police, like, since the beginning. Sure. So, like, a little anti-police 12-year-old piece More of shit. More than likely, you'll die at the hands of the police, Let's so hope. I get it. Yeah, you know, that's that's <laughs> how I plan to go. Uh, it'll be the most festive suicide by cop the world has seen, you know? <laughs> They'll be like, was that guy? Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> They're like, I'm just wearing a fucking debt vest that's filled with glitter. And then when I'm running at them, you know? They're like, fuck. It was like with a dead man switch. Yeah. So as soon as they shoot you, it goes off. <laughs> like that was That's like awesome. shooting a pinata. <laughs> so, um, but I remember we were just like jogging, and we were jogging through this uh, like campus track, something like that. Just that night, mm-hmm. just like one of their like trails. And Naturally. some cop saw us on the other side of like a lake, so we had to drive around the lake to come get to us. We saw him. He sh- sh- 
put his flashlight onto us and then hit his sirens and like was like peeling out rubber. And I was like, yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of here. You know, my girlfriend was like, what are you doing? Like, what's what, what? Why are you running from the police? I was like, I will not be here when the police get here. That's just I'm just not going to do yeah. that. She's like, why are you? You know, what, this is how people get shot. I was like, boy, you're about to get fucking raped out here. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, like, why don't you take that naive fucking trust the police shit and get the fuck out of here? You know? Right. I just won't be here. I'm sorry. Not not going to stick around for that shit. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I've told you about my ridiculous run-in was I came home at like 3 in the morning, drove up in my car, conspicuously dressed, wearing my fucking leg braces, because if you didn't know, I'm a goddamn cripple. Right. Like, like limping up to my front door right. to unlock it, and like three cop cars pull up and are like, oh, we got you. <laughs> and I'm like... They're like, oh, we've we've been heard about the break-ins around here. It looks like we found you. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> like, okay. like, this is like, I'm, open, I'm unlocking the front door to my house. I'm like, if you want to wake up my wife, yeah, you can. The only break-in yeah. is my ankles shattering under the weight of this interrogation. And then I still had an Alaska ID at the time. So the cops are like, oh, yep, looks like. And I'm like, guys, I, like, here's my fucking federal law enforcement ID. Like, come and on. they're still, they still. You were like, come on, they guys, oink, oink, I'm one of you, stop this. <laughs> I... I'm just a photographer. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they had their hands on their guns and everything. Like, they were, like, in draw position. They didn't pull them on me because I'm white, but right. you could tell they were thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, they were like, they probably thought your uh, goofy walk was because your pants were low. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's a thing. They're that's like, a shooting offense. They're like, look, at yeah. his, look at his wobble. That's a fucking gangster. <laughs> that guy did time, I can tell. Yeah, uh, profiling works. That's why we do it. But, uh, <laughs> Great, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, uh, I I don't know. One of the funnier things I've been just going on all the uh, conservative uh, subreddits, of course, to get their takes on it. You Ooh, know? yeah, and it's always fun. But one of the things that I almost agree with is the absurdity of how funny it's kind of going to be when, like, uh, I remember there was a, a police shooting a while ago. Some police shot an unarmed black guy, like they do, like they love to do. And yeah. um, they rioted, and they just burned everything down. And then, like, two weeks later, they were like, come on, man, this is bullshit. There's no shops open. I got to walk two miles to get groceries. This is shit. Someone's got to come and fix this mess. And I was just like, yeah, probably well, what happens. Yeah. I mean, it does happen, but also, again, I think it needs to. You know? Riots? I think the loot... The looting and the rioting needs to happen. Needs or to it happen. Would be, I don't know about that. It does. Well, I mean, it's not. It's not going to be a conversation if it doesn't. I mean, we. It's not going to be national news, dude. They burned down the goddamn police precinct, and that was badass. And also and, an auto zone. Yeah. <laughs> well, the cops were using the auto zone. First off, there's a lot of speculation that the police burned it down. I know. I don't know if you realize this. A lot of time, and I'm not talking about the uh, the mysterious video with the umbrella guy. Right. A lot of times when there's fires in riots, it's because of police munitions that go. They don't. They fucking shoot off a flare or smoke grenades, which are incendiary devices, right. and don't realize what you know. Th- these guys aren't fucking trained to use this military equipment they have, right? right. They're a bunch of fucking. We've all played good old the boys. same level of Call of Duty. The difference is, some of us are armed no, with but umbrellas. The, it was a peaceful protest. The cops started using riot tactics. Fuck. Burn, I mean, those people should be burning that shit down. That's I've right. Seen, that uh, Target deserves to pay. It does. The Target does. <laughs> yeah, the Target fuck didn't it. fucking sell them milk. Oh, the wouldn't no. Sell them. People need that milk. They do for the fucking tear gas. I don't know. Has that been confirmed that fuck. they were like, they were like, like people were like coming in, we need milk. And they were like. Don't you believe it? Uh, I, I mean, maybe, maybe not, but it that makes That seems sense. like a weird, that seems too absurd to me. I don't know. Fuck I haven't seen that Target anyways. Fuck that Target. Fuck that Target. Like that Target, like people were like, I need some milk. And they were like, I don't think so. You're just going to put it on your fucking foot. Fi- well, <laughs> you're just going to put it on your cereal, you piece of shit. Yeah. Anyway. You don't deserve cereal. We're going to get into an argument if you're really going to be like, oh, this looting is bad. I don't know. What, what, what do you mean? Is like, Who's the target? Who are we hurting here? Target? I mean, gl- granted, it's a faceless corporate no, entity. Yeah, typically it is co-opted not only- by Ellen DeGeneres, but I'm not really, I don't know. Um, because here's the thing. If, if there's not some form of violence, in this case, they're literally just doing, first off, violence against property. Right. Which, not a big deal. But if there's not something like this, then no one pays attention. Again, are you going to say the same shit about the bo- not again? But are you going to say the same shit about the Boston Tea Party dumping all like oh, well, it's just the fucking. All tea I'm saying here. is the difference between the Boston Tea Party is that the person they needed to kill was in a different country. So 
So you you have every, all the tools you need and all the people oh, you need to deal with. Cops. Yeah, yeah, just do that. Yeah. Surgical. Yeah, but the National Guard, the National Guard's there now. You can't. I mean, if you're I mean, a pussy, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. I'm not gonna boogaloo. I got no dog in this fight, but I don't live in yeah. Minneapolis, so you know. I think that's the problem. Right. <sighs> it's a mess. I wish I was affected. <laughs> you wish you were affected. <laughs> you wish that you had a reason to to go off. Yeah. Well, there's people in Orlando, right? Oh, sorry to dox you. There's people in Orlando <laughs> right now, uh, like uh, protesting at his his second house. The cops' second house is oh, there yeah, in Orlando. That'll get him. It yeah. might. You burn it down, it probably will get him. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, oh, no, my summer home. Oh, I was going to fucking go there. What the fuck? What kind of cop has a second home in Florida? Yeah, that does seem a little bit strange. Like, I was under the yeah. impression that cops were underpaid and under, like, appreciated, which was fine by me, you know. I'm assuming it's from, like, some sort of a side racket he runs. I like my cops like I like my teachers. Underpaid. Yeah. 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 But... And un- underqualified, too. And underqualified. <laughs> and hurting children. Preferably uh, scoring as low as possible on whatever psych test right. that they have yeah. to uh, get into the yeah. force. What's that What's that old joke? This guy's like about to graduate the police academy, and he's in the interview process. And they're like, all right, to, to join our squad, you got to kill 10 black people and a rabbit. And the guy was like, why a rabbit? And they're like, you're hired. <laughs> that's the test. Uh, sad but true. Sad but true. What are we talking about? The Bible? Yeah, we're talking about the Bible. Uh, tell you what, the only it's kind of funny. I think that this little set of three chapters we're going to read today is about as close as we can get into the Bible as matching the craziness of America right now. Yeah, like this is this is a wild ass story. Am I right? We're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about civil unrest, uh, violence against minorities. I guess I don't know. <laughs> kind of barely, but yeah, false imprisonment. No, this is a this is going to... So first off, welcome to the Revelations podcast. My name is Grant DeVoist. And I'm Cole Delusky. And we're reading the Bible so that you don't have to. And we're not just reading anything in the Bible today. We're reading the last episode we're going to do in First Kings. We will finish. Um, it's going to be a big chunk. As you have already known, if you're looking at your podcast app, this is a long episode, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go on, on the record guessing that that's going to be the case. And... uh yeah, it's we're reading chapters twenty through twenty-two of First Kings. Um, a lot of crazy shit popping off. It's going to be a lot to cover, but it's going to be fun, I think, and that's the most important thing. I, I think <laughs> so. We're going to talk a bit about Jezebel, and we're going to talk a bit. I, I, I think these chapters we're about to get into kind of are some of the ones that are most familiar with from sort of like douchebag Christians. Okay. Like as kind of like maybe some of the fundamental stories that back some of their ideals, um, sure. And kind I of justification that. for some people's opinions about misogyny and like uh, you know mercy and stuff and who you associate with shit like that. We're gonna get into it. Which you're saying, uh, and I'm not arguing with this, but you're saying this is a pro misogyny episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to it. We'll yeah, get to it. I can see as that as per usual. Uh, so, First Kings chapter twenty, uh, Ben Hadad, the king of Syria, gathered all his forces together and besieged Samaria and made war against it. Hell yeah! So this is a different Ben Hadad. So if we recall, Ben Hadad was mentioned earlier as. Um, a king that Asa sent all his money to and was like, hey, I want you to attack Damascus, attack Samaria, and just start ransacking Israel. And he did, and everyone was happy about it. And my Bible's concordance says this is a different Ben-Hadad, his son, Ben-Hadad II, who's like, now I'm also again waging a war against Israel. Do you believe that? It seems like the same guy. It seems like it would be the same guy. It's in the same timeline but i think there's contextual clues that we're supposed to gather especially with the fact that it's um involving well we'll get to the joint army that forms later but asa hired ben hadad so it doesn't make sense that his son would then wage war against him so that's why they think it's Uh, a different king but he doesn't wage war against asa he doesn't he He wages he, 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 he wages war against jehoshaphat yeah, um, no, he rages war against Israel. 
We'll get to Not it. We'll Judah. get to it. My, my point is, okay. my Bible's concordance states that this is his son of the one, of the Ben-Hadad. This is Ben-Hadad the second. Ben-Hadad the first gotcha. was the guy Asa hired to attack Israel some time ago. No, no longer in the pocket of Jerusalem <laughs> right. like his father right. was. He gotcha. cut ties with the who. He's, he's his own man now. Nice. All right. I was wondering how long it would take. Okay. So here's what's going on. Um, last episode, we were learning about Ahab, who was basically the worst yet, right? Mm-hmm. We keep hearing that. This is the worst king yet. Ahab I wonder is what now... God's punishment will be for Asa. Oh, for Ahab, you mean? Or Asa, Ahab. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be just and swift and, uh, you know, they're going to handle it kind of like uh, Minneapolis, I would imagine, handles <laughs> their shitty uh, yeah. enforcers. Okay, so here's what's happening. Uh, Ben-Hadad is the king of Aram, right? The second king of Aram named Ben-Hadad. Keep up, folks. And he gets together an entirely ridiculous army. So he gets his whole army together, and then he goes out and enlists 32 different kings with all their horses and chariots and armies. So... I got to think, this has to be like some sort of like Duke situation, right? This can't be full on fucking kingdoms. A 32 um, kings? I don't. I mean, are there, are there even 32 nations in the Levant at this time? I can't imagine there are. Uh, I did don't he know. go to fucking Sweden and was like, hey, <laughs> Ragnar Lothbrok, <laughs> I need your help? Um, I don't know. It uses the term kings, but I think kings might literally just be like a very small realm. You know, like a couple of cities, I guess you could be king of that. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It feels like a duke. Yeah, maybe like a type lord situation. type situation, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's like yeah, um, so- maybe it's like a Westeros kind of deal where, you know, you have like these, like, I'm the king in the north and I'm the, the leader of Dorne or whatever. And they're technically kings, I guess. Yeah, you know? still. But there's only seven of those guys. I mean, <laughs> there's fucking almost five times as many as that here. Like, this is a shitload yeah, I just of also don't think there's much... Uh, I mean, think about the way that, like, Israel can barely control its territory, and they're all, like, ethnically tied together, you know? Fair, so, fair. I mean, they essentially have 12 kings, almost. They have 12 lords and leaders and different tribes with their own <laughs> hierarchy. Technically, they all answer to a quote-unquote king. But, sure. But, you know, I, 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 I think it might just I, I really be kind of hard to control that much territory that directly these days. That makes sense. I mean, they t- Israel does technically only have two kings, and at sometimes one over millions of people. But I, I get your point. The- so I need to really slow my roll here because there's going to be a lot of bewildering bullshit in this episode, and it's going to be really easy for us to go off the rails. I think because there's so much crazy shit. Right. Like I, I think also uh, something that might need to be considered is that the idea of like the king of Israel and the king of Judah. Uh, historically speaking, there's not much evidence that it was actually a unified kingdom. He might have just yeah. been the most powerful Jew in town, and he could, through force, raise armies, but it's not like they gave a shit about... There's not a lot of evidence that no. they gave a shit about. I agree. In reality, yeah. even if there were 32 kings, it wouldn't be that much, but it's just the way that the Bible portrays right. yeah, like, a king as having all this power. 32 sounds like a lot. We'll assume it's like some little dukes and I mean, we'll get, we'll get this King honestly has trouble like acquiring a vineyard. So yeah. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll get to it. Right. So Ben Haddad gets together his 32 compadres, these other Kings, all their horses, all their chariots, and they besiege Samaria, which is of course now the capital of Israel, which is of course overseen by Ahab and his horrible wife, or maybe awesome wife. We'll decide She's later. I love her. She's probably a freak a- Ahab bitch. And- oh, yeah. <laughs> so Jezebel and Ahab are overseeing Israel from Samaria. Um, that's where Ben-Hadad and this enormous army show up. And uh, Ben-Hadad sends up some messengers to Ahab, right? He's the army. They're besieging. He says, sends these messengers up and they say, listen, your silver, your gold, and all the best of your wives and children are mine. That's pretty big talk, right? That's a yeah, fucking- that's a pretty strong, fierce argument. Like, listen, man, I'm about to kick your ass. What you got to do is give me all your gold, all your wife, and just your hottest wives and children. I don't want them all. Yeah. I just want the best. You know, I'm not going to walk away your with Your sexiest my, kids. The sexiest kids. I want them. And Ahab yeah. goes, yeah, all right. That's, that's very, please, please, <laughs> just don't hurt me. You know? That's all he says. He doesn't even say that. He just says, just as you say, my lord. 
Like, Jesus total Christ, sip. dude. Total Fucking... cuck, yeah. I, I, that, that would be an awkward conversation, though. As like He's, like, loading up the cart, and there's, like, 15 wives. They're like, do we need to go? And he's like, nah. I don't want to. <laughs> well, Jezebel doesn't leave, uh, yeah, so that's yeah, yeah. something. He's like, he's like uh, you guys are a little fat. I'm actually kind of okay with people not knowing that we have sex. <laughs> I don't want to embarrass him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want him to think less of me when he sees that you guys are my wives. That's fair. So, yeah, he does just as Ben Haddad asks. Total fucking pushover. Uh, do you think he gets off to the humiliation, maybe? Uh, I mean. I think so. It yes. might be a shameful boner, but it's a boner. Yeah. You, you can work boner. with it. You can. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've all seen straw dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's gross and it works. But here, here's the thing. Um, you got to imagine that Ben Haddad is kind of surprised, right? He, he's, I'm assuming he sent this message as a way to start the war, right? right? Like you send such a ridiculous request that it's nothing but two arms, right? That's um, a that's an interesting take because 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 Ben Haddad is not satisfied, you know. He's like the, no. he's like he's like all right, give me all your wives and sexiest kids, and he's like all right, here you go. He's like, well, shit, I guess. Hmm. So Ahab has agreed to send all of his wives and children and gold like and silver do. down. Yeah, like you do. Uh, total pushover. And Ben Haddad says, okay, no, no, no. Sends some messengers back up to Ahab, and they say, no, actually, what we're going to do is come up here. We're going to walk through your fucking palace, and we're going to take everything that looks cool. We're going to take your fucking lava lamp. We're going to take your fucking jukebox that you got somehow yeah. from a Waffle House. We're going to take that pendant from that one Dodgers game you went to, and you're like, guys, that's all I have. It's, it's emotional. Yeah. So at this, ben, uh, Ahab goes to his people. And he's like, guys, uh, they want to take everything. And of course, his his elders, his what have you, are like, dude, no, you can't. I like, can't. I like that. So, 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 Ben Haddad's like, give me all your wives, your children, all your base are belong to me. And Ahab's like, all right. And then like Ben Haddad's like, well, fuck. Now I'm wondering. It's like when you go to like, it's like when you're like negotiating on Facebook Messenger, and the guy's like, I'm selling you this phone. You're like, I'll give you five bucks. And the guy's like, all right. And you're like, oh shit, I thought that was a really low ball offer. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> How can you want to? Yeah. Like, can I can I renegotiate? Like, we already agreed. Like, it was fine. You're just like, now I'm now I'm worried about that phone. Now I'm not yeah. so sure. I, here I thought you here I thought you'd fight me over these women. Now I'm worried they have the herp. Like I'm not I'm not so into it anymore. It might be what it is. I also maybe he's like Ahab just wants to get rid of his dog ass wife. <laughs> yeah, he's like, guys, you don't understand. They are bitches. If you if you you know, they're all listening to Jezebel, they gang up onto me. Once a month it's like a goddamn blood tornado in here. I'm just not I'm not into it, you know? Yeah. I also like that so Ahab that goes to the leaders after he's like, Okay. And he goes to the leaders he's like, guys, listen, here's I'm the king of Israel. Ben Haddad said, give me all your wives and kids. Obviously, I agreed. And the elders like, yeah, totally. Yeah, obviously. Obviously, you'd agree to that. And he's like, but now. Well, I think we'll understand why in a minute. Yeah, but, but yeah. now he wants to come in and touch all my stuff. And they're like, no, no, that's too far, man. A man has to have, like, is nothing sacred? Like. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to take your Dodge Charger. Like, this is like, bullshit, you know? That's an autographed baseball bat right there. You're just going to fucking let him have that? Like, no. Yeah. You gave him the so, kids, right? Ah, this asshole. <laughs> So his his elders advise him like no don't be a total cuckold yeah. you know like keep your possessions at least so he sends a messenger back to Ben Haddad saying look I'll do everything you said with the first message the second message though can't do can't it can't do it that's just a, a bridge too far so of course Ben Haddad this is what he wanted I assume was to provoke into a battle right. um, says all right well tell you what may the gods deal deal with me ever so severely if enough dust remains in Samaria. To give each of my men a handful. God damn. That's pretty hardcore. I, I do like. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like, yeah, I'm going to raise your fucking nation to the ground, you piece of shit. And some Carthage business. I, I like that. About. So then the king of Israel is like, oh, you'd want to talk shit? Let me talk shit. And the king of Israel says to him, let not the one who puts on his armor boast like the one who takes it off. Which is which is big talk from the guy who was just trying to throw his wives at him to avoid war. Yeah, you know? yeah. Which it's also kind of a badass line, right? It's saying don't, don't. If you're the kind of guy that's ready to go to battle, don't act like it's already over. Don't put basically don't count your chickens before they hatch. Ah. Although 
I'll argue against the king of Israel here and say, technically, you should be dressing for the job you want. <laughs> I, that's why U.S. That's why U.S. soldiers all wear camouflage, right? Because they just want to. They want to go back home and go hunting, right? Of course, yeah. They're just like the yeah. whole time they're there, I'll be like, boy, it's really making me sad, killing all these kids and blowing duck, up these schools. duck season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the fifth Iraqi I've raped this week, and it just never feels the same. Yeah, they're boring. I should be raping back at home, not this shit. Okay, good. Okay, yes. Okay, thank you. Good. Okay, the, I got the it. soldiers. <laughs> but anyway, the troops. Uh, but anyway, I happy Memorial Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the last. I think week, it's. Uh, I, I think it's like yeah, you know, start shit, get hit. Like like you know, it, it, yeah. I think Ben Haddad's coming off as like the tiny guy who's like, come on, fight me, bro, fight me. And Ahab's here's like, a ridiculous right, thing though. You know, Ben Haddad does have thirty-two fucking kings at his side, That's so true. it being cocky seems okay. Yeah, like this is like whenever I want to bully my dog. Take care of like, yourselves, kings. Yeah, I I feed you. I got like one hundred fifty pounds on you. Right. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't get it. You know. Yeah. So Ben Haddad uh, hears this message back from uh, from Ahab, and he's like, "All right, boys, let's get ready." Prepare to attack, and they all go get drunk in the tent. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, meanwhile, a prophet comes to Ahab. Now, remember what happened, I think, last episode, right? Is that all of the bad prophets got killed. The Baal prophets, right? So, I don't, I'm assuming this prophet is a good prophet, one of the ones from the cave. We're going to get through so much of that where yeah. under Elijah, which should have been only like a couple of years ago at most – at most. There was this big scene where he killed 400 Baal prophets, all the supposedly all the uh, evil prophets, and then told God, yep. I'm the last real prophet, and now I've got to go. And they're like, okay, we'll raise Elisha, and you'll be the last two prophets. And he's like, okay. Yeah. And now we're going to have the, you know, in this chapter, we're going to talk about a fucking ton of other prophets that haven't even been mentioned, including ones that even Elijah didn't mention. So it's just, what and the fuck? And this is a no shit God prophet. This is not a Baal prophet because sure enough, this prophet comes up to Ahab and the Lord talks through him to Ahab saying, this is what the Lord says. Do you see this vast army? I will give it into your hands today and then you will know that I am the Lord. So to me, this sounds like Ahab's not a lost cause for God. God still wants to convince Ahab that he's cool and shit. Like, he's still trying to show off. It is an interesting... It does not really make sense. Except in the context of Ahab has already been thoroughly rebuked. Obviously, he's on God's shit side. You know? And so, really, there's no way that a war with a foreign power... Could Ahab win when you're this against God? You know? We really have to... they're in the phase of Israelite where God knocks you down a peg. Right. Right? Yeah. It happens time and time again. Enemies come in, wipe you out. That's where Ahab is at. He's fucked up plenty. He's been sacrificing shit to Baal and uh, Shara and all this other shit, listening to Jezebel. Total piece of shit. Worst guy ever. Right. So there, so, there really should be no reason for God to show Ahab any favor. It makes me think, do you think Ahab is just successfully negging God? <laughs> like, he's like, I don't even want you, God. Your pussy don't hold any sway over me. And he's like, Pff. yeah, well, what? He's like, I'm fucking other gods. Eh. I'm fucking bail. Yeah, and, and yet she's just co- like, God's just constantly yeah. texting him pictures of his butthole. You he's know? like, bail, bail pussy fat and juice. I, I bet he just, I, God just texting photos of his butthole. Be like, you can't have this. And he's like, I didn't <laughs> want, you know. And yet you keep sending sure me the enough, pics. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Sure enough, here comes God saying, all right, listen, I'll take you back. Yeah, like just calling him drunk so, at 2 a.m. I miss you. <laughs> so for whatever reason, God sends this prophet to Ahab to say, hey, guess what? We're going to totally kill this army together and be friends. Um, oh, my God. It's going to be fun. It, so uh, Ahab says, all right, uh, who, who's going who's gonna to kill him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's he's, like, he's like, don't worry, you are going to kill Ben Haddad. Me and what army? Um, well, you are your army. Your your fucking army. Yeah, you like like I like that he's like, don't worry. Like Ahab is just like Ahab's just chilling. A prophet comes to him and God wants to show you his strength, Ahab, and he is going to deliver to you the king 
of Syria. And he's like, and, and which army? Who's going to do it? They're like, you, though. He's like, and <laughs> and which army? <laughs> Your army. I, I, my fucking, are you like... For such a powerful name, he really is a fucking Mr. Bean. Yeah, he's like, did like, you grow up on the power saying. lines? Like, why is this so hard? Like, what is- <laughs> Doesn't he remind you of Mr. Bean, like, just kind of stumbling into shit? Like, he's not a bad guy, yeah, I don't he's think. Just, he's just a fucking pushover. Is that is that what Ahab's Which, crime is? I mean, when we get to Jezebel, we'll get into it. Is he just weak? Yeah. Just a little He is. I mean, yeah. he said, oh, yeah, you want my wife's money? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right. He's just, he's just working so, on his like little origami in the back. He's like, that's fine. I just, I think he is like just a, soft, a little soft in the head, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you maybe, know, yeah. um, he's not bright. So, anyways, Ahab or the prophet says, uh, yeah, you've got all your junior officers. They're gonna, they got their commanders. They're gonna fucking kill them. Uh, so Ahab, Ahab summons up his two hundred and thirty-two junior officers and all their provincial commanders, and assembles the rest of the Israelites. How many people is that? 7,000. Okay, this doesn't make sense to me at all. Because in the last episode, we talked about how Elijah was supposed to go appoint these dudes to wipe out Israel and appoint a new king and leave only 7,000 Israelites left alive. Is that what's happened? I I honestly, I feel like I haven't read ahead, of course. I wonder if later in like Second Kings... It's going to mention these 7,000 because it does it a lot where it'll be like, and don't worry, this is going to happen. And the story is disconjointed and things are happening out of order and there's all these side stories. And then when it finally does happen, like, see, it was a prophecy. Like, well, it just sounds like you merged two stories together and then shuffled them up midway through. The timeline's all fucked. So just just so people know what page I'm on. In the last episode, God told Elijah that he was going to go to Israel. He was going to appoint a new king. He was going to appoint also a new king of Aram, which is where Ben-Hadad's from, right? So he's going to appoint a new king of Israel, a new king of Aram, and also kill everyone in Israel except for 7,000. That hasn't happened yet, or at least we haven't read about it happening. But mysteriously, there are only 7,000 Israelites in all of Israel, which makes it sound like it already happened. So like Cole said, maybe in Second Kings we'll get into that. It doesn't happen this episode. I'm sorry. It doesn't make sense. But for whatever reason, Israel has seven thousand troops. That's all I need it, to know. It yeah, I I, I honestly I when I read it, I didn't realize that I didn't pick up that word where it's like all of Israel is now seven thousand people. So somehow, without any real mention of it, a couple million Jews have died. And we have no explanation yeah. for it. Yeah, because there was tons of people before. Right. But we're down to seven thousand by hook or by crook. That's the situation. Uh, we find out, of course, that um, he gets them all together. They're they're going to go fight. Now, Ben Haram, the king of Aram or Syria or ben whatever Haddad. you want to call it, Ben Hadad, whatever. Uh, he dispatches some scouts who who tell him, yeah, the Sumerians, the Israelites are coming. The guys from Samaria. So he says, all right, well, if they come out peacefully, then take them alive. However, if they've come out here for war. Also, take them alive. Yeah, it's a pretty cool. It's a pretty good quote, and, and, and there's a lot of good banter in this chapter. And yeah. obviously, the best is there's people coming. He's like, "All right, well, if they've come for peace, capture them, and if they've come for war, capture them." Like, well, why didn't you just say fucking capture them? Just capture them. Like, oh, you're drunk. Maybe. That's why. Okay. <laughs> and he is drunk. They're all hammered, by the way. Uh, so the the junior officers, the provincial commanders, they march along with Israel's army with the city behind them. Um. And they uh, strike down their opponents. Each one strikes down their opponents, it says. Uh, the Arameans end up fleeing with the Israelites in pursuit. But Ben-Hadad, the, their king, escaped on a horseback with some of his horsemen. Okay. So Israelites advance. They overpower the horses and the chariots, inflict crazy losses on the Arameans. It doesn't tell us exactly how many, but we're going to get a hint here in a yes. little bit about how many they God killed. is great. We killed a bunch of boys. Hallelujah. Yeah, Vietnam uh, 0.1. This is before. <laughs> yeah. We we they've they've uh, they've kicked out those pesky imperialist aggressors who are crouching yeah. in their border. Yeah. yeah, took care of them. Uh, okay. Now, so like Israel, it's like the end of um, you know a, a New Hope, where they're like, "Yeah, we blew up the Death Star," and like they're like, "Don't worry, that's not the end. There's two more movies," and they're like, "Oh shit, All right, we better." <laughs> 
You better wonder what's yeah, going to happen. The prophet basically says, listen, chill out, strengthen your forces. Them boys will be back. Yeah. He says, next spring, Aram, the king of Aram is going to attack you again. Prophets are usually right about these things. So in the meantime. I mean, spring uh, is the time where kings make war. We've established that. Yeah. It's just wartime. Yeah, absolutely. The winter is ending. You can go outside without like your armor being all chilly welly on you. Yeah. So, in the meantime, the king of Iran, Ben Haddad, uh, is with there's his nothing, advisors. There's nothing worse when you're trying to rape and pillage a city than shrinkage. Yeah. Oh God, it's so humiliating. <laughs> yeah. You're like, not this is this almost never happens to me, miss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good. So. The advisors go to Ben-Hadad, and they're like, all right, yes, sir, we just lost against the pitiful army of the Israelites, but we think we know why. You see, their gods are a bunch of hill gods, kind of like Appalachian Americans. Now, (laughs) this is why they were too strong for us. They're in the hills. They had their hill genies helping them out. Just drinking Mountain Dew, fucking hopped up on meth. Obviously, we can't beat them in the hills. Yeah. It's amazing, though, if you think about it and how the U.S. has been completely embarrassed by the Taliban for this exact reason. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to fight people in their hills. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, I love Ben Adopi, actually... like, they're all up in their caves, hiding, just sitting at these strike teams. It's just a fucking nightmare. Yeah. So, the advisors tell Ben Haddad, they say, look, get rid of all the kings, which, I don't know how that works. Yeah. That sounds like not kings. Right. He says, get rid of all the kings, replace them uh, with commanders from uh, other officers or whatever. Find someone to replace them. It doesn't matter. That's not part of the strategy. Just replace them. And uh, I wonder, you also need to raise... What, what do you sorry. think that is? Like, hey, get rid of the kings, replace them with commanders. I mean, it could just be like, get rid of like these rich, fat idiots well, who are quote-unquote controlling the men just because they're kings, and let's get like battle-hardened soldiers. It could be a legitimate strategy. I think that that these guys where it's saying kings probably means some sort of like a vassal lord still and he's like point, yeah. kill them oh. <laughs> kill them and make new people in church i'm imagining yeah i, I just I think mean, it might are- be a change of the guard like all right those lords that quote unquote like they they're like yeah let me lead the army i own the biggest threshing floor in downtown yeah. I'm like all right well and probably well they had the men true because what he d- what the advisors say is all right you have to raise an army just like the one that you lost horse for horse chariot for chariot we got to fight him again it's kind of ridiculous to think this, that after they have been completely decimated, they're like, okay, we have one year till the next spring, raise the exact same size army, which, by the way, is in upwards of 100,000 men. Right. So uh, that's not how really how war works, right? Like, obviously, when these idiots were writing this story, they didn't understand that somehow. But, like, uh, it, I mean, if, you're ar- I, if all your men and your ch- horses and your chariots and your soldiers are decimated, you don't turn around in one year. In the, in the ancient Middle East. Well, it, it and, could and just that be that Ben Haddad gathered an army. It's not like it, it's not like he roused the entire nation and, and took every horse that was available to them to crush a couple of Israelites. It, it, it might just be like he just got 100,000 boys. I was like, this is enough. Just, just 100,000 100, boys. boys. I mean, again, if you look at the actual timeline of when this happened, that would be like everyone in the area, absolutely, <laughs> including the Israelites and the, uh, the Egyptians, probably. probably. But so uh, it's obscene. It's obscene to suggest that they could turn around and muster another. Well, I mean, two hundred thousand man army. Maybe? In the time of Moses, it was like two million Jews. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Anyway. I'm just saying it's abs- It didn't happen. Okay. Right. Well, we just- <laughs> it, it, as far as the Bible's concerned, a hundred thousand is kind of a small army. Typically, they—I mean, That's they true. sacked Jericho with thirty thousand. So, but that was like a small contingency of their forces. They, they, Israel has raised a hundred thousand armies many, many times. I, I, I'm not going to get that hung up on it. I'm hung up on it. <laughs> Regardless, um, he musters these guys again, and. Um, gives them provisions, marches out to meet them. The Israelites are ready. I I really like this context that they're like, all right, we lost that battle, but don't worry. This Yahweh guy, he's a god of the mountains. They're always talking about fucking mountains. He's always doing burning bushes on mountains. Moses, fucking mountain. Joshua, fucking mountains. All they talk about is mountains. He's a mountain god. All he does is mountains. If we fight them in the valley, that pussy ain't going to show up. No, he's afraid. He's going to stay up in the hills. Cooking meth. Yeah, like, like, like they do. He's not coming down south. But it, it is just kind of an odd, sort of a funny kind of take 
that I guess the the implication is that the gods of Syria really are quite localized. You know, like oh, there's, yeah. there's, there's a god of the forest. There's a god of the rivers, and they might have certain, you know, levels of power. I mean, the kind of the Greeks were like that too, you know, Poseidon and such like that. That yeah, it, yeah, every it, I think it might were. literally just be a foreign concept to them that there could be one all powerful god who controls everything. Yeah, and Maybe they're about to learn point. about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely the point uh, I think of why this whole little side story was added was to show. In fact, that's why they made up the imaginary second hundred thousand army to show that God can win in the hills. And in the valleys. Yeah. Ooh. If you can't handle me so at sure my enough, best. They, they, they get all the army together, and they're kind of looking at each other across this valley. So you've got, again, this like 7,000 little tiny, at least, or at most 7,000, assuming no one died last time, which I guess we'll just assume. Dare to question and, God. And uh, on the far side of the valley, you know, it says that, the Bible actually says this interestingly, that uh, the Israelites uh, looked like two small flocks of goats while the Aramaeans covered the countryside. So not balanced at all. Um, A man of God comes up to the king of Israel, Ahab, and says, this is what the Lord says. Because the Aramaeans think that God is a God of the hills and not a God of the valleys, I'm going to deliver this vast army into your hands and then they will know that I'm the Lord. Right? Everything we kind of do, everything good that happens to the Israelites isn't because God cares about them. Remember that it's because God wants to show how fucking cool he is. Yeah, it, it, it's the ultimate. Over over. It's the ultimate simp. You know, like yeah. obviously Ahab is just camming for money. He don't give a fuck about God. And God's like, let me give you some donations. Let me take care of this for you. Do you want a jacuzzi? Like, let me handle this for you. I just want you to know that uh, I'm always here for you. You know, I just like yeah, I don't. I don't care, man. Like Ahab doesn't give pathetic. two shits about God. And God's just like, please notice me. Please notice me. <laughs> <laughs> and it uh, it kind of works though because sure enough for seven days they camp opposite each other right and the seventh day the battle starts Israelites inflict a hundred thousand casualties on the Aramean foot soldiers in one day right so it's just a lot fucking, of stabbing mm, it's like 5911 <laughs> right there right? <laughs> yeah very close and uh, then they chase them to the city of Aphek and the wall collapses on 27,000 more of them. Now, I'm imagining a wall tall enough to kill 27,000 men when it falls over. It's a pretty badass it's wall. It's a pretty badass wall. I mean, maybe it was just a really long wall, and they lined up perfectly. <laughs> like, everybody yeah. just <laughs> climb up on this wall. Not at all at once. Not all at once. So, sure, sure enough, uh, Ben-Hadad ends up trapped like in this inner city part in a room inside the city with all his officials and their his officials turn to him. These guys are geniuses, right? They're the ones that knew God was just a fucking hill God. And they say, look, okay, okay. We heard that the Israelite Kings are kind of merciful and cool. So how about you just put on some sackcloth, humble yourself before them, uh, put some ropes around our heads and maybe they'll spare our lives. So just like, let's totally debase ourselves for let's this turtle time. for him. Yeah. You know? Yes. Could work. Hey, you never know. You never know. It shouldn't, though. So, we all know how God feels about mercy towards foreigners. Never, so not I think even we once. know that, like, Ben Haddad's like, what if, can we maybe get mercy for them? And if these guys really knew God's heart, they know that don't work. I'm going to go on, on the record here, speaking for the behavior of all Christians. The only mercy you should show to someone that's not from your town <laughs> is the mercy of putting them to sleep with your kind boots. Yeah. You know, if, if somebody, if, if some stranger comes up, you don't know him, you don't like the look of him, put a fucking knee right on his neck. 10 minutes, 20 minutes, I don't oh, care. Oh, come on. No, no, no. I'm just talking don't, about the Bible. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, can I mention something? That, that does explain why all the Christians are defending the cops. <laughs> it does explain it, you know. Um, something that... I kind of want to take a minute to to talk about is it, it seems weird that God is trying just so hard to like gain Ben Haddad's sort of like like be like I want them to know I'm a powerful God and I'm gonna do all this for Ahab even though he sucks blah 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 it yeah. if we think about the history of the Jewish people and the Bible according to the Bible God never gave Syria a fucking chance. There was never no. any attempt. It's not like the Syrians are wicked because God came to them and they turned him down like the Jews did. He just yeah. never gave a shit about them from the beginning. 
He just did Well, the sons of their fathers. Yeah. You know, they were, uh, they're basically the descendants of whoever. Cain During what? The Tower of Babylon, right? If you have to go back that far, I don't know. Uh, it, but, it, it, it ties back to. Oh, wait, Cain. that was before Noah, huh? It ties back to Cain. Cain had. Cain was the first polygamist. He banged two women and then he killed a guy, and his children became the descendants of evil. And then Seth. Yeah, but technically it ties back to Seth. Right. Or to. Seth, Cain's brother. Uh, Ham. Ham. Oh, yeah, that too. But those became, yeah, yeah I mean, the whole, oh. Because everything yeah, got bottlenecked Noah, to Noah. Uh, yeah, you're right. So yeah. Ham's children, whatever. But the point is that there was just a group of people that guy was like, man, fuck those kids. You know, yeah, and fuck then every, just, You saw your dad naked. The billions of you that will spawn from this man will be tortured and burn in hell right. for the rest of eternity. Except, it's awesome. Except for the ones that took a magic boat to South America. They're fine right now. Just Correct. Banging and oh, t- spoilers! Banging and making <laughs> stone roads and engaging in actual brain surgery. Look up, look up a history book, people. Very cool. So uh, basically, what I think what's important here is that God played it like Ahab. I'm going to lift you guys up. It's not about that. It's about God showing His power. It's about Him feeling good about Himself. Um, that's why. That's why these uh, Syrians, right, Aramaeans, are being killed. Interestingly enough, isn't so this they're from Aram. The Bible's calling them Aramaeans. Isn't Aramaic like the I, that's, I think my that's, Bible calls them Syrians. So I've yeah, just been well, letting you do your thing, but Aramaic is like what Jesus spoke. It's like future Israel. Well, I like mean post Hebrew. These Jews are speaking Hebrew. I mean, I, I think yeah. we're kind of assuming that the language that they're speaking is like a continuous language that will be spoken into the future. Well I'm just saying sorry. So in the Passion of the Christ, everyone speaks Aramaic in the Mel Gibson movie right. because that's like what would have actually been spoken in Jerusalem back then or in Israel back then. So I guess that this the language that these dudes speak presumably is what where that comes from. Yeah. I don't know. Fun to think about. Now continuing. Sorry, sorry. Uh, his officials say, "Yeah, let's prostrate ourselves before him. Let's dress up like shit. Let's look like little you know the worms that we are, and maybe he'll you know be nice." Sure enough, uh, Ahab gets word, and he's like, "Wait a second. You know, he gets word that that." Uh, Ben Haddad is backing for his life. He says, "My brother Ben Haddad? <laughs> yes, let's let's take care of him." Yeah, like now this makes no fucking sense. This dude brought an army of like maybe a quarter million against his 7,000 men. Uh God gives him the power Ahab to fight them all off somehow. And this after the guy demanded all of his wives and children and money, and now Ahab's like, "You know what? We're actually pretty cool. I, maybe it's like uh, maybe it's like the U.S. and Japan after World War II. He's like, all right, we fucked you up quite good. You had two yeah, pretty yeah. decisive events that kind of won us the war on you. And guess what? Yeah. The Rape and King, fine now. We don't even care. You're bros now. Yeah, Unit 713 or whatever didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen, you know? Um, pretty, we're we're all cool now, my friend. Yeah, I guess both. I guess that there's no reason for them to be mean at this point. They have thoroughly spanked the shit out yeah, of uh, same with these us. Syrians. Fair enough. Look at Japan. They they did a they did a light genocide. He's like, you guys make um, fuck dolls and computers now. Yeah, yeah. Hello Kitty. Okay, so sure enough, he forgives them. So he goes and he has them go get Ben Haddad, um, and Ahab has him come up on his chariot with them, just like they're a couple of homies. Yeah. Um, he says, listen, I'm going to return, uh, Ben Haddad says to, to Ahab, I'm going to return the cities that my father took from your father. Aha. Aha. There we go. That's whenever he got mercenaried out by Asa, his dad. Now it's adding up. So he says, I'm going to return the cities that my father took from your father. And, uh, I'm going to let you set up some market areas in Damascus. You know, we'll open up lines of trade. We're cool. Let's make a treaty. We're going to have, we're going to be allies. Let's have a time of peace. And Ahab's like, that sounds good. See you tomorrow. Uh, it, yeah. it, it is so kind a- of Ahab. When, when sorry, you take ahead. a step back and actually think about what is happening, it is kind of fucking goofy. I, I don't get there being like a grand plan on this. Asa hired Ben Haddad Senior to ransack Israel, steal all these cities. Somehow, yes. millions of Jews have died since then, and now yes. they've decided to create another treaty with this dude's son, where he's like, and all those cities back. It. It just yeah. sounds like a lot of death and murder and strife and civil war to, ta-da, you're back where you started. Again, they were given the layout of probably what was roughly their actual history, 
and had to connect the dots in a way that support their one true God. That's all that's going on here yeah. as far as I'm concerned. It works, I guess. I don't know. Fucking billions of people believe it, so I guess fuck no, me, I'm right? <laughs> nice. Okay. There won't be billions Inquisition left. 2. <laughs> um, all right. What happens next? Ahab, yeah, he says, all right, on this basis of this treaty, I'm setting you free. And just totally Mr. Beans up the yeah, whole thing. It's great. Even Stevens. We're back to where we started. Status quo yeah. has been reacquired. Um, this next part. So, so the point being is that, you know, Ahab spared Ben-Hadad. There really wasn't, I don't think there was any specific instructions that Ahab had to kill Ben-Hadad. We're going to get to that later. But basically, the prophet was like, hey, I'm going to deliver the Syrians into your hand. No, and that's the point, is that you shouldn't have to be told to kill foreigners. Uh, you should do it naturally. Right. It's a religion of peace. Cool. <laughs> so, so Ahab, unbeknowing, doesn't realize that he's kind of fucked up by letting this other king live and create trade and establish peace in the Middle East. That's not what you're supposed That's to right. do, Ahab. That's right. Uh, so here's how God decides to rectify the situation stupidly. This is I'll the add. worst story. It's so dumb. So there's a prophet. Right? What's his name? Do we even know? No. The Doesn't sons matter. of the prophets. There's just a certain man of the unnamed, sons of the prophets. Yeah. An unnamed prophet turn all right. Fade in on this scene. There's two prophets hanging out, maybe three. There's three. One of the prophets turns to the other prophet. This isn't a joke. Turns to the other prophet and says, Hey, strike me with your weapon. Which I'm yeah. assuming is some sort of sword. Hey man, I want you yep. to hit me as hard as you can. Another guy's like, I'm not I don't want to do that. Yeah, the other guy says, no, I'm not going to hit you with a sword. Are you crazy? And so the first prophet says, because you did not hit me with your sword, as soon as you leave me, a lion will kill your ass. All right. Then he turns to the second, <laughs> to the third guy. <laughs> we missed the part where the lion then does that. The guy leaves and okay, gets eaten yes. by a lion. And then it happens. Great. Everyone could have guessed that. A lion eats him. Um, I took a quick look at some other examples of God killing men with animals. Uh, there's Steve Irwin. And then there was this uh, deputy mayor of Delhi. In India, okay. uh, was thrown off of his balcony by monkeys. Okay. So, don't don't piss off don't God. Piss off God. There was that woman that her face eaten by a chimp. She just kind of yeah. pissed off God. She just yeah. sort of yeah. pissed him off. He was like, "I'm gonna take she your face." She looked at porn. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> God works in hilarious ways. Is all we're getting. At. Uh, the prophet turns to a the other prophet. Because the first one just got ate by a lion. And he's like, all right, will you hit me with your sword? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say, man. Whatever you fucking say. So he strikes him in the face and injures him. The first prophet yes. then covers his face with a bandage. This is all just like, it, it's like, it's like when you like want to miss out on Jim. And you're like, fuck, I have to pretend I'm the kind of guy that gets nosebleed so I can get out of here. You're like, quick, punch me in the fucking face so I can go to the nurse's office for a bit. And you're like, okay. Yes. Obviously. Sign me up. So the prophet, now with a giant fucking sword wound on his face, walks out to the road. And sure enough, right around then, Ahab is passing him. So with his little headband on, he thumbs down the king. And he says, listen, uh, since you're the king and you're just you know, at my disposal, I'm going to ask you a question about judgment. Yeah. He says, your servant went into the thick of the battle and someone came to me with a captive and said, guard this man. If he's missing, it will be your life for his life, or you must pay a talent of silver. Okay. First off, who the fuck, the middle, the thick of the battle, one of your compadres comes up and says, hey, deal with this captive. I, I, kill him. Or you Fucking owe me some money. Like, I don't, I don't know. About that thing you it's just stupid. said. But, all right. So he says, I was busy, obviously, because I was in the thick of a fucking battle, and the man disappeared. And the king says, well, that's your sentence. You've pronounced it yourself. And then the prophet rips off his headband, which I'm assuming had no effect. I, I, right? It really like, is. It'd be, it'd be like if I'm like, hey, Grant, I need you to stab me in the eye. Why? Just fucking do it. And then you stab me in the eye, and then I put on an eye patch. And I'm like, I yeah. just want an excuse to wear this eye patch. The eye patch that covers the injury you just made me give you? And he's like, yeah. 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 That's so you actually do have a wound. 
And then, and then what you, let's take, let's just roll with this analogy. Then what you do is you go out on the street until your mayor happens to be going to get brunch <laughs> and the mayor comes by and you tell him this elaborate story of how you let your friend's dog get away. Right. And he's like, yeah, you shouldn't have done that. And then you rip off the eye patch where you have an actual wound. Yeah, and I'm like, right? I'm, it's me. I, and he's like, oh, I didn't recognize you with that eye patch on. Like, ha and then, And then his entourage beats the shit out of yeah, you. Yeah, and it's like, you know, honestly. And I'm not telling God it's business, of course. That's not my role. But I it think is. you could have just done the whole bandage thing and not had a prophet get eaten by a lion. Yeah, go that's figure. Not, I mean, that's just me. Well, I'm not, you know, I'm not in charge, of course. What I'm picturing, though, is that God is working as kind of a demon in this situation, <laughs> which he – no, he shows later to be doing this kind of – God is just controlling this dude. Right. Um, he took away the free agency as far as I can tell, and he's super angry and a piece of shit. So as soon as one of the other humans didn't listen to him, let a lion eat him. Yeah, fuck Now, let's, let me I'm get back to this before we today, lose track. In case you're wondering. Yeah. You won't like me when I'm angry, and I always am. So uh, cut back to the king talking. The king says, yeah, you should have uh, – you know, you should have, you shouldn't have let that guy get away. Yeah, you're in trouble for that. The prophet rips off his headband, and the king recognizes him then as a prophet, so they are familiar. And he says to the king, "This is what the Lord says: You have set a man free. I had determined should die. Therefore, it is your life, your people, for his people." So, basically, uh, he's saying, much like in the stupid fucking analogy I made up, where I let someone go that I shouldn't have. That actually is you. You played yourself. Congratulations. It's a horrible, horrible analogy. Like, this was obviously before kids were able to read, like, riddle books. Yeah, yeah. It, um, I, I think also, like, what is the message of this story, ultimately? Ultimately, what are we supposed to be getting from this? Is that when God tells you that a certain person is to die, if you don't kill them, you are essentially putting yourself at risk of death. So your life is forfeit. So if your neighbors with a gay person, you know, goddamn well what you're supposed to do. And if your kid gets yes. leukemia, that's on you, bro. Correct. Absolutely. And I don't know. The funny thing is God never fucking told him to kill Ben Haddad. It, my concordance only makes it more confusing. So basically, oh, let's hear it. It, my concordance states that Ahab would have been motivated to spare Ben Haddad because their mutual enemy, the Assyrians, were amassing an army on the eastern border. This isn't mentioned yet. We don't know anything about it. But historically, the context is, and I guess it's going to come up later, is that the Assyrians are also fighting a war. So it's kind of like when the Nazis formed a treaty with the Russians, but like, I really do have to fight the Americans. I don't have time for you right now. Let's just, yeah. let's just come back to this later. And then they're like, but we're sure. going to fight later. Yeah. Uh, also, I guess then it, in this case, the problem is that Ahab didn't have enough faith that God would take care of him later. I guess. That's, I, guess I mean, but why would he? He's, he's fucked up so bad. He's probably, he's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm in for a pound, in for a pound, you know. Like, uh, I, yeah, but God did not tell him to do this. But regardless, he does it. He's now in trouble. It says he listened to what the prophet had to say, and he kind of sulked off back to his palace in Samaria. Yeah, ba basically um, the guy rips off his bench. By the way, you fucked up. The same thing you've told to me, that's what's going to happen to you. You're going to die horrifically, as per usual. Yeah. So that's the end of the first chapter that we're going to read today, and probably the only yeah, one. Uh, it took us forever to get through yeah. chapter that's 20. There's to talk about, though. We really thought we were going to get through three chapters today. We barely got through one. Yeah. We'll finish the next two, I guess, next week. Yeah, it's now we're now we're definitely within. Uh, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel for First Kings. So surprise, surprise, you get a bonus episode, right? <laughs> this is eighty-eight part one. We'll have eighty-eight part two, aka eighty-nine next week. Um, a lot of a lot a of lot a lot of simp action. Ahab's like, yeah. oh yeah, whatever you want, I'll give you my wives as long as I can get your affection. And then, like, God's like, all right, I'll kill those people for you as long as I can get your affection, as long as that, you know. And then You got to respect And then Ben-Hadad's like, please, whatever you do, don't hurt me. You know, it's just a bunch of – it's like a rock, paper, scissors of simp. Yeah, like they're all trying to lose at rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> it really is uh, weak. Um, none of these leaders are respectable. And it's funny because God put them there. I mean, was this part of his plan? Because obviously – it is. I mean, if you take it literally, 
I don't know. It's so confusing. If it is all part of God's plan, and he does have omniscience, and he knows the hearts of every man available, and it's all part of some fucking joke, I guess. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get using God's money to pay for a holy war from Syria into Israel, have them sack Damascus, and then God's like, by the way, I want to prove to Syria how strong I am so we can take our cities back from the army that I paid to attack. This is... This is divine. It's it's kind of so. Let's zoom out a little bit. It's like if I'm playing with my. Let's say that I'm a young sociopath. Okay. And I have let's my GI Joes. Yeah. Let's say it. <laughs> I have my GI Joes, and I make one win. Okay. And then in my head, I decide that the other one's getting the one that one's getting cocky because you know he didn't. He only won because of me. So I got to teach him a lesson. Right. So then I make the other GI Joe kick his ass. And then I think that I'm doing something, but I'm really just a fucking lunatic. Right. That's God. Yeah. It's like you're the CIA and you help this company squash a bunch of like rebels <laughs> in the jungle. And then you, and they're like, yeah. yeah, we killed those rebels. I'm like, I'm kind of jealous now. I'm kind of. <laughs> I think I'm going to arm those rebels next time. I think I'm just going to see. <laughs> just, yeah, you're, honestly, it is very, uh, Reminiscent of the ways that we fucked up the Middle East, <laughs> interestingly enough, that we've been playing God <gasps> in that we region. Oh God. shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is yeah. it is fun when they fight. Installing leaders and de- you know, taking them on and causing revolutions and just fucking shit fucking our way across the yeah, world. Just pitting people really- who are beneath us against one another, despite the level of collateral damage that will occur. Correct. You can really see God in the leadership of America. If this took place I'll now, say. he'd just be blowing up empty airfields and, uh, you know, hitting kids oh, yeah. with rocks and shit, which is yeah. kind of what's happening. So makes you think, makes you wonder. God works in mysterious think, ways. When I saw that car hit those Pakistani kids, I thought, hmm, what's God trying well, to tell okay. me? Okay. Uh, jokes aside, it does feel like a lot of our foreign policy is I mean, okay, I don't even got to say it feels like there are a lot of our foreign policy is dictated by the Bible. I mean, why do you think the state of Israel exists? It's because Zionists in Britain, not Christians, not, not Jews, Christians in Britain wanted there to be Israel because it's part of their prophecies in their Bible. That's why it exists now. That's why the whole post-World it's War I. It's been super funny since then, too. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, you know, we're sitting here goofing about how Oh wow, this like, has a lot of like ties into the real world. What an absurd topic it's about not, like installing leaders in the Middle East and then painting them against each other. It's it's fun. I mean, for real, the, our leadership in the Western world for the past millennia, couple millennia, have been Christians. We're for the last thousand years at least. Uh, pretty wild. Pretty wild. That, that we're that we're doing some real Bible. I never shit, really thought real- of our in, our uh, administration being quite so godly. And that's one of the things that keeps surprising me as I read the Bible. I know I've mentioned this many, many times, but I always remember yeah. thinking of like when Trump, I was like, man, Christians are such hypocrites. And the more I read, I'm like, no, no, no I'm wrong. They're on track. You're this wrong. is what they like to do. Killing, murdering, being pieces of shit. Par for the course. As it turns, it's, it's not that they're, uh, you know, contradict the Bible is that the Bible just sucks like them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we nailed it there. And that's what we're here for. Just making sure everyone doesn't have to read the Bible. We'll do it for you. We'll we'll take the brunt of it. Yep. We got we got your race wars. We got everything right here in, a, in the old good book, as they call it. <laughs> uh, diving deeper into that topic, like I'm assuming you guys covered this in church that you guys read this part of the Bible. Do you guys just skip it? What is the, what is the whole Ben Haddad Israel winning a battle fucking thing? Is that, no, no, I feel like, uh, that, I mean, obviously we could get on YouTube right now and search sermon Ben Haddad. And there's going to be like a million hits for how this tells us, you know, to tithe more and fucking, and and God showed his power, but Ahab did not listen. And you're like, uh, I guess. Yeah. I guess you could take so that take from it. Yeah, like you're going to get eaten by lions if you report me to the authorities for molesting your kids or whatever. <laughs> you know, whatever the <laughs> this sermon is. This is our secret. <laughs> yeah. God said for me to smash this sweet little ass. <laughs> if you tell your parents, that's just going to be like Ahab sparing Ben Haddad. Yep, yep. I can't spare your life. I have to drown you in a garbage bag in the bayou by the church. Indeed. Now, yeah. Uh yeah, there's a man, sorry, we're getting No, I I I didn't I don't remember. I I remember the name Ahab. I definitely know Elijah Elisha like we talked about last mm-hmm. week, but this particular story doesn't ring a bell. Um interestingly enough, uh 
even though I've read the entire Bible a couple times, it just this part you kind of eyes glaze over, which is crazy because this is some wild shit. I also you know? don't get the bandage guy. Like that seems so no. absurd. That the guy's like, listen, I got to go wear a bandage in front of the king. Okay, just wear a bandage. No, I want you to fuck up my face first. Like, ah, okay. Just wear the yeah, bandage, just wear right? The bandage. Yeah. I guess so that there's blood leaking through it, maybe. Uh, Real, they didn't have costume stuff I yet. I think it's just because God likes causing pain. But uh, that's, that's probably me. like he had to have um, that one thing where... I, but then again, it doesn't... We, we've seen this before where people... Are, it seems like at this time, people are constantly claiming to be speaking for God. There are prophets coming out of every fucking which way. So if I were anybody, if some guy's like, hey, man, God told me that you have to punch me in the face. I'd be like, all right, well, you're the fifth guy that has come talking for God this week. And I, yeah. at some point, I got to draw the line somewhere. And the prophet just lied to the other prophet a couple episodes ago, right. and he, that dude got eaten by a lion, remember? And because the prophet lied to him and said, no, you can come eat with yeah. me. And next episode, we're going to have a fuck ton of lying prophets. I mean, it's just... Yep. Prophets lie all the time. You can't believe them. Getting killed by a lion for not listening to one is hilarious because the last time someone got killed by a lion was because he did listen to a prophet. <laughs> Holy fuck. I can't believe Holy we got about that. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Uh, the the guy that lied to the man of God who claimed to be a prophet because he listened to a false prophet, he got eaten by. So either listen to a false prophet or don't listen to a false prophet. Lion's still gonna get you. Yeah, I think that's fucking insane. I didn't even put it together. All right, <laughs> you're talking about. Oh man, I mean, really, what he should have done is like, listen, I don't want to punch you in the face. Can I just give you ten percent of my income? Can I just? <laughs> And that's how the church yeah, was he's just like, listen, man, I, I just can't risk it. Can I just give you some money? Like, he was like, I need you to do this thing for me. Can I just can I just give you some money and show up once a week and act like a prick? Is that? And he's like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'll take that. That's a fair trade. It would be super fucking hilarious, though, to like let a zoo lion loose near church. Yeah. Like when they were getting <laughs> out. Just, the priest is like, someone grab my dick. And everyone's like, I'm not doing that. He's like, if you get eaten <laughs> by a lion, it's because of that. I mean, I just, yeah. <laughs> what is this book, dude? Uh, what's our uh, what's our Twitter handle? Uh, that's debatable. Uh, but you can send us an email at revelationspodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, I've said that what ninety something times now. If you count oh. recap episodes, no one sent me a fucking email. Yeah. I'm actually getting pissed about it now. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll send you an email. We'll 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 LARP together. I'll be like, ooh, well, no. ooh you're now so you ruined big. it. You could have pretended. You realize you could have pretended you were a fan with a fake email and like fucked with me, yeah, right? I doubt. Now you no, can't. I, it's not believable. It's not believable that we'd have fans. This this, no, this podcast would, dude, is not I'm for an idiot. anyone. But anyway. I'm so fucking gullible. I would have believed it. I'm actually pissed that you're missing out on this. I'm now. glad that we're not on Twitter because after what they did to poor Donald Trump, who said that when the looting starts, the shooting starts. I was like, how dare they censor the president? How dare they censor these conservative views? I, I'm boycotting them. Not after that. Wait, you're not... Wait a second, Twitter. You're not for inciting violence? Cancelled. <laughs>